Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome to Unwired, another one. This is the podcast where we talk about all things technical, especially to do with audio and visual production, as and your marketing. Yeah, and we're hoping to be unwired one day. That's right, completely unwired, where everything will be wireless. I love saying this into mics that are connected with wires into a computer that's connected, connected with, with wires. wires. Yes. Well, like you said, we're getting to the point where we will be unwired. We're not yet there. Getting there. Getting there. Yes. So, I'm Victoria and Robert is here. And we're here with the intern. Again. With the name. Yes, Robert. The intern's the name. That's right. Okay. See, I'm telling you, he's endorsing this. We're going with it. All right, we'll keep it. The intern. All right. So, the intern's making noise in the background, but we'll forge on ahead. Now, today, you had some question for me. What was it? You know, what amazes me is we've been doing this for a few months now, and we've talked about checklists and why it's important to do productions, but we haven't talked about what do you need for a production. Yeah, what does it take to do a production? Now, this is going to be one of those talks that is going to be open to interpretation. What I mean by that is a different production would take on a different set of equipment. So this is going to be a general overall answer to the question, what do you need to do a production? An audio production, video production, audiovisual production? Let's stick with audiovisual production now. Okay. So let's ask the intern. What have you learned about audiovisual production so far in school? Um, not much, to be honest. Well, that's why we have internships in this great country of America. So that <laughs> those who aren't learning in school can go out and learn in the real world. Hmm. Now, when you're telling me, it, okay, let's, let's look at it from this aspect. In the studio, what do they have for you to do production? I want a list of all the equipment that they have to do production. Uh, we have our lighting equipment. That doesn't work. We have our cameras, our video cameras. We have the TriCaster, which like sets up the camera, or I guess controls the cameras. We have our soundboard and our like mics and stuff. We have our teleprompter for our script. That's all I can remember right now. I mean, I guess like you can count um, tripods for the cameras. Ah, I thought you were going to forget that. No, no. Um, we have like our mic receivers. Then we have like a bunch of cables. Oh, so you pretty much covered everything. Okay, well, that's it. Thank you for yeah, listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> We've covered everything you need for production. But the truth is, just because we've outlined the... The generic terms for these devices, cameras, tripods, uh, cables, there's more specifics that we can get involved in. Not necessarily breaking down to which particular model or name you should buy, but overall, if you're looking to do production, what do you need? Now, when I started, um, I started with a Canon GL2, a nice handy cam camera. Um, it's actually very great for its time. Uh, excellent 20x zoom, blah, blah, blah. I can give you all the specs, but that's not important. It was an excellent camera, but you also needed a support, which is where the tripods came in. 
you needed things like your batteries, you know, your peripheral, your peripheral, your peripheral items, um, and you needed a good microphone. But that wasn't enough. You also needed tape because it recorded to mini DV. So there's always these little extra things. So Victoria, you asked me, what do you need to do a production? Yes, because I've never done one before, so I don't know. That's not true. You did one just the <laughs> other day. <laughs> well, let's let's start with what are you going to be recording, audio or video? For both. Both. Okay. Are you going to record your audio directly to the camera and just? Oh it from no, there? no, no! Don't no. ever do that. Don't <laughs> so ever do that. You want to start out with. Um, a video recording device and an audio recording device, right? Correct. Okay. So we're here. We're, that's a start. It's a good start. You have your video camera, which comes in many different shapes and sizes now, right? Mm. Yes. Now, you, when you went to do your recent production, what did you bring with you? I had a DSLR okay. camera. Now, those have become really popular in the last couple of years to shoot video. Mm. Well, they, but, they do great HD. Oh, yeah, they're just gorgeous. And really, there's a couple of them that do um, 4K, you know, Ultra HD and Cinema 4K, and they they are just phenomenal. The Panasonics, the Sonys, and uh, late to the game, the Canons. Now, before anyone sends me hate mail, I actually own about four different Canon cameras. It's just that they're very slow to innovate. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. No, it's not. So, <laughs> someone sounds bitter. She's no, a fan no. <laughs> but so you have your camera. Yes. Okay, you're happy with your camera. Now your audio yes. device. What kind of audio device are you recording to? I'm gonna break my rule by saying that I, I actually record directly to the camera for this one, simply because I did not have a mic, ah. and I had used that DSLR before, so I knew that the mic was really good on this camera. And okay. you actually li- listened to the... Yeah, you the saw the video and right. you, you listened to it and right, sounded good. When I started, like I mentioned, I started with um, a GL2, which does contain an onboard um, omnidirectional mic. That usually worked really well. It had a bad habit of picking up air conditioning units. Um, but other than that, once you know how to kill that... 60 hertz range it was a very good microphone now these days there's so many things you can record up shotgun mics lavalier mics um, wireless lavalier mics wireless handheld mics i mean good grief how does a person decide they listen to unwired <laughs> and we help them figure out what yeah, they exactly. need okay fine put put throw the ball back in our laps um, now i have um, I should say, Space Age has three different shotgun mics. This, these are all mid-level mics. I don't have any super expensive uh, microphone. We've tested them. We have tested them, yes. Isn't there a video? There is a video. Oh, no. Actually, I have not finished that video. Oh, oops. We tested all of our microphones and put it in one video, which I haven't finished yet. So please remind me about that, Miss Producer. Okay. And so... We have those mics, but it's funny, in a couple of um, lower-budget recordings that I've done, I set out a Sennheiser E85 handheld microphone that picks up amazing audio. It doesn't pick up a lot of hiss. It doesn't pick up a lot of room ambient noise. 
it picks up the speakers. You just have to put it relatively close to the people speaking, and it'll pick them up just fine. I have become a fan of the Sennheiser E85 microphone to start out my production. Maybe they should sponsor us. Yeah, Sennheiser, are you out there? Are you listening? All right, so now you have your camera, and you have the start of your audio equipment. And you know what we have next? A break. A break. Unwired. This segment has been brought to you by Brainwave Consulting, providing networking and security consultation in the West Virginia, New York, and the DMV area. That's Brainwave Consulting. BrainwaveCC.com. That is BrainwaveCC.com. When you're concerned about your network security, think about Brainwave. BrainwaveCC.com. We're leading to the day where we are unwired. We're back to we're back. Unwired. We're back. And we're talking about what do we need for production? What do we need for production? What do you need for production? Yes. So we've covered cameras and audio, at least the starting points. We got our audio, we got our microphone, we got our camera. Right. But if you don't want to record directly to your camera, which isn't bad, you can buy an external recording device. Now, there's so many out there. Zoom makes a bunch Tascam makes a bunch, and as you go upscale, you can get into some really high-quality audio recording devices. But we're talking about just starting out, right? Yes. And we assume, for those of us who aren't rich like the intern, that when you're just starting out, you you have a budget to consider. You're, you're just getting into the market. So you're going to look for an audio recording device that's under $300. That, that would be the thing. And so you have two major players... Zoom or Tascam. There you go. So the choice yeah. is up to you. Okay. So and how d- how do you know which one to go for? Research or Unwired. There you go. Listen to <laughs> Unwired. We tell you which one. That's Not my this... answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. Not in this episode. We'll tell you what, what which one to buy in another episode. We're going to focus completely on audio in an upcoming podcast from soup to nuts. Do you know why that phrase from soup to nuts exists? No. Because back in the, I think it was the 17th century, your entire meal, it started off with soup. And as the palate cleanser at the very end, you ended up with nuts. So the phrase soup to nuts. We're talking about a nine course meal here. Anyway. That back, goes back to 1700s? I think so. Either 17, 1800s. Yeah, that shows I'm younger than you. <laughs> uh-huh. I wasn't around then. <laughs> 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 so we've covered camera and your audio recording device. Let's say you're just going to start with a microphone directly to your camera. Can I just say something? Go yeah. ahead. I used <laughs> I used the DSLR microphone. There's a- but I want to say how important it is to not do that if... Without testing the mic first. If you don't know the quality of the mic, don't do that. Yeah, I did it and I put a video up and the intern called me and said, take it down. It sounds terrible. <laughs> and he was right. There is, There are many settings within your DSLR that really limit how mm. good the audio can sound. And if you're not sure, if you're not familiar, just let us know. We'll cover that in a podcast. We will go yep. over... DSLR audios. 
And I mean, you can say, "Oh, I paid eight thousand dollars for my camera, so the mic must be good." No, no, no. no. These are cameras. They're not yeah. made with the best microphones on them. No. You usually, once you get up to a, a really high level in your production, you will be getting external microphones. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's enough for the microphones. So here's an overlooked part of your production: tripod. <laughs> If you don't invest good money in a tripod. You will regret it. Yeah. I worked with a a friend of mine who notoriously had broadcast quality seventeen, eighteen, twenty pound cameras that he would stick on a pretty lackluster tripod. <laughs> The problem with that is it would never hold its tilt. So you couldn't balance it properly, and as soon as you would let go, it would either dip to the back with the heavy V-mount battery, or dip to the front with this heavy、uh, broadcast lens. So you, you know, long productions became very tiring because you had to keep your hand on the tripod; you couldn't step away. So invest good money in a tripod. You know, I watch a French news show. That's not the point, but they were showing. Uh, our French president was signing a paper, and the person who was filming it, the camera was crooked, and that is the first thing I noticed. <laughs> it was really, really tilted. It, it was ridiculous. And then the next time, the French president was was signing a paper, same guy was filming, and the、uh, the the anchor of the show could not help himself from saying, "Oh, he finally got a tripod." Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> support for your camera is crucial. Yes, don't skimp. Seriously,、um, we had a situation where we bought a—I'm not going to say the brand name—but it was a sixteen hundred dollar tripod, which I thought was a bit overkill. You know, I'm used to six, seven hundred dollar tripods, but once I really got a handle and was able to use it, and realized how much weight this tripod could hold, it can hold from the smallest DSLR. To the biggest broadcast camera, and I'm thinking, boy, you know what? Maybe this is worth it. What do I have? I have about four different tripods, but none of them are the $1,600 variety. I confirm that. Yes, <laughs> but they still work. They work well、oh, yeah, for the weight of cameras that I have. Yes. So test them out if you have the opportunity. Rent them. Test them out before you put down real money. And please, do not think you can buy an $8,000 camera. And stick it on a two hundred dollar tripod, and everything will be okay. <laughs> you will regret it. Yes, it's a big mistake. That's right. All right, time for our second break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Unwired. This segment brought to you by Space Age Consulting, where we take the technical and make it understandable. www. .spaceage-llc.com. You could also find us on Facebook at Space Age Consulting. We're leading to the day where we are unwired. We're back to Unwired, the podcast for the geek in you. I don't consider myself a geek. All right, we'll scratch that. The podcast for the audiovisual lover in you. There you go. All right, I like that better. <laughs> All right, so what are we up to? Uh, lights. Lights. 
camera's action. You, you see how that works? For years, that has been the phrase people have used for movies. So why do we forget about lights? Because there's natural lights around us. Uh-huh, until the sun goes down. Here's the problem with using natural light. It moves. You can't control it all the time. And you, unless you really know how to diffuse and reflect and do all those things, I suggest you take a lighting class. What You mentioned something about the lights don't work, Mr. Intern, at your facility. Yeah, it's miserable. So how does that affect your production? Um, because our lights in the studio don't work, we have... We have normal classroom lights, but they're coming down on our subjects wrong. So we're getting like a bunch of shadows on our green screen, which makes it impossible to like set the green screen or the chroma key on the TriCaster because half of the screen is dark, half of it's light and it's different shades of green. Has anyone talked to you about reflections or um, putting up screens and scrims and other things? No. No. I mean, with classroom lights, there's so much you can do. There, yeah. Uh, cl- classroom lights really should be off when you're doing a production. I turned them. I t- turned them yeah. off. Better use flashlights. It's better than <laughs> cl- someone adjusted that. It really, really is. If you get a high-powered flashlight, but then shoot it through, say, parchment paper or some sort of diffracting uh, material, you can buy that stuff all at Home Depot. Hmm. But you're better off strapping your flashlight to a, um, a light stand, putting some duct tape around it, putting some def- deflection behind it. You, you can do stuff with light. No, the suggestion was to take a $3 flashlight and put it up behind the, the table. You know what? Give it a try. You never know until you try. Now, if you're going to do yeah, professional production for miserable. a gig... Do not show up with a flashlight. <laughs> it's not going to go over well with your subject. Imagine filming an entire wedding using flashlights. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's many types of lights as well. Uh, there's a couple of different versions. There's the lower end, you know, your regular tungsten straight out of Home Depot again. They are not a sponsor. Straight out of Home <laughs> Depot flashlights. Uh, there was a website that I saw where someone used a work light, a halogen work light, as a lighting source. It wasn't bad. I actually tried it for a while, and it works okay. in a pinch. It's a very hot light, and they're actually not selling halogen lights too much anymore because of the fire hazard. Mm. There are, of course... Fluorescent, complex fluorescent lights, which are losing steam because LED is taking over. And the complex fluorescent also has a mercury issue. So there's LEDs, there's tungsten, the top of the line HMIs or the really powerful Fresnels and Lecos and those type of things. Um, Someone starting out, what should they get? I I suggest tungsten lights. Just get a nice soft box. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Get a 250-watt, 300-watt light bulb and light up your scenes. They you get really hot, though. They get hot. Yes. Not as bad as HMI lights hmm. or some of the more powerful spotlights you can buy. Um, the Someone may say, why not just get a couple of smaller LEDs? 
Well, the problem with LEDs is for the lower cost ones, their light fall off is like after three feet, three feet away from the subject, they don't really have as much light. And you can put good money in, six, $700 and get a real nice set. There's a couple of different companies out there. Um, Aperture is one. Um, they're light. not a sponsor? Yeah, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish they were. I love their, I have quite a few of their lights behind me. Generay, they're a they're a great um, LED lighting company, and then you get the higher end stuff, the um, the Ari light panels. Oh my goodness, those are awesome! But you will pay. Um, so don't skimp on your lighting. You really can't because it'll affect your production more than you'd like. Can I just say something though? You can always say something. It's your show too. I just love hearing you say that. <laughs> um, when I did that job um where i use a dslr i went in with led lights and to give you an idea it was where we're trying to mimic the show the office Mm -hmm. and it turned out that i did not use your lights at all because their office lights were perfect for the style we were going for Boy, that's a whole class in and of itself. I'm going to find a lighting expert because I've never claimed to be a lighting expert. There are some things I get done really well, but there are some people out there who actually do a, a really a much better job of being able to capture a scene with the light. So being able to set up your scenes just by the light, the coloring that you're using, all of these things are so important. So a lot of times you shouldn't get wrapped up in the equipment trying to get the very best equipment. You really need to learn your craft. So you should start out with the best that you can get for the time being, but then learn how to use it more than focus on getting the best, the best, the best, the best. Yeah. Because the best tool in the hands of an amateur is still an amateurish tool. Yeah, I agree. What do you say, intern? I'm not an amateur, so I can't comment. Oh, brother. (laughs) All right, well, we're running out of time, so let's sum this up. What do you need for production? The basic things you need for production. Basics, camera. Obviously. Audio source. Of course. Recording medium. Yes. Support, which can take the place of tripod, um, shoulder rigs. There's so many different kinds of supports. We didn't focus on all of them. Monopods, uh, stabilizers, all sorts of things. Your pet. Yeah, you can strap (laughs) a camera to the back of your pet. That's not going to stabilize, though. (laughs) If you're doing action cameras, you strap it to your bike. And then, last but not least, definitely not least, is light. Yes. That's how you do a production. Well, that's how you start anyway. Sounds good. Sounds great. All right. Now it's your turn to get started on your productions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> email us back, call us, contact us, contact info at unwiredthepodcast.com. That's right. Or you can go to our website, unwiredthepodcast.com. Or you can get us on Twitter, unwiredthepodcast. Or you can get us on Facebook. You'll never guess what it is. I'm not sure. Unwired. Wait for it. The The podcast. podcast. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. So go ahead, contact us. Let us know what you think. What tips or tricks. I love saying that. Tips or tricks that you want to hear next time. And what uh, subjects you'd like us to cover. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye.
unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. 